Look at verse 2. Pride produces anxiety. We, we begin to want so much, we'll do anything. We'll be an athaliah to grab it and get it for us. In fact, it says you murder and covet in verse 2. I already said murder is in the Christian context. I mean, Christians uh, could potentially kill someone, and, and some Christians, I'm sure, have in anger, uh, in self-defense sometimes. But this is not really talking about you know, the Alabama women who chased each other in their minivans and one shot the other one. He's not talking about that. He's talking about when we lack love and when we hate and when we hold resentment. But what, what's interesting here is he says this is the product of covetousness. We don't think about that very often, but it says in, in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, Thou shalt not covet. Why? What is coveting? It's wanting what someone else has and longing for it so much I'll do anything to get it. What is covetousness? Well, it says in Colossians 3, it's idolatry. It's something we want so much we worship it and we will actually make ourselves a servant to get that. And so... This last commandment, the tenth commandment, if broken, is an open door for a person eventually to violate all of God's law to get what they want. And selfishness begets war on the inside, and if it's unstopped, it breaks into war on the outside. See, this starts on the inside. Pride is an internal thing. It, it, it cannot be seen for a long time, but finally, as it grows up, it just... Well, it reminds me of a story. I always remember this. When I lived in California at Grace Church on staff with John MacArthur. I remember one time sneaking out of the first service and driving all the way to Fullerton to go hear Swindoll's second service because, you know, you live so close, you want to hear him preach. And so I remember uh, listening to Swindoll speak, and, and he said that he was in the hospital visiting. And their church was so big, he didn't know everybody, but he saw someone he knew was serving in the church somewhere and uh, was standing in the lobby of the hospital. When the guy saw him, he said he stuck his hand in his pocket real quick. And he stood there talking to Chuck. And what had happened was the guy had been, this is in the 80s before they had all the laws, the guy was actually smoking you know, in the hospital lobby, which is illegal now. But he saw Chuck, and so he stuck the cigarette in his pocket like this, you know, hoping to say hi and get it out. And Swindoll knew it. And I remember, he's a master storyteller. He said he stood there and he asked him about how his family was, <laughs> how his parents were how his children were, and he said, the man just looked like he's going to die. And he says, what finally happened was, he said, a little swirl of smoke came up his collar and came over his head like this. And Chuck said, well, I better be going now. And the guy's pants had started on fire. But uh, you see, what you hide in here, in, in our hearts or our pockets, will gradually show itself, like the smoke showed itself, that, that there was something burning in his pocket. And what James is saying is, when we have pride, it'll show up in lust and covetousness and warfare and fighting because we want our own way. And it shows up and it produces anxiety in our life. Look at verse 3. A spiritual handicap of pride is that will plunder our prayers. Just think for a second how we're supposed to pray. The Lord gave us a model. The Lord's Prayer is not the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is John 17. Matthew 6 is our prayer. It's a disciple's prayer. And it starts out, Our Father, it's a new relationship with God. Hallowed be thy name. Your name is more important than anything else. Thy will be done, not mine. Thy kingdom come. Wow. And how is your will done? Thy will be done on earth like it is in heaven. Completely, totally, perfectly. It's living the life of Jesus Christ. And that's what prayer is all about. Saying, God... I want your name to be hallowed in my life. I want your will to be done. I want your kingdom ruling in my life rather than me doing my own thing. Now, when all that's over with, 
give us this day. You know what most of us do? It's kind of like uh, people with these... Um, uh, you know, fascinations for television or for movies, uh, they zip to the part they want. You know, you can actually get a box now that, that will keep and you can just get to the parts you want and you don't have to watch all that other stuff and especially the commercials if you don't want that, if it's a tape of, a, of television. They want to get to their part. And you know what we do in our prayer? We get to our part, which is me. This hallowed stuff and yield stuff, dispense with that. God, I need... This and, and pride plunders our prayers. We ask, verse 3 says, and don't receive because we're asking amiss. We're not following the plan. Because all we're thinking about is our pleasures 